0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank?
2: Think again. I want to talk about this story. I was reading it in the Dublin Enquirer this morning. Um, And it appears that Dublin City Council are going to look at the idea of, um, in an effort, we'll say, to try and discourage people from driving higher polluting cars into Dublin City Centre, they want to look at whether having variable parking charges based on your vehicle emissions or the size of your car is something that would be feasible. I want to know, do you think is this a a good idea? Does it further punish people who maybe feel they need or they want to have bigger cars for maybe work purposes? Let us know your view on this today. Should people who drive bigger cars have to pay more to park them? Brian Caulfield is an Associate Professor at Trinity College Dublin in uh, Environmental and Civil Structural Engineering. Are you in favour of more polluting vehicles paying more to park, Brian?
3: Um, yes, we need to uh, take out congestion, take out everything else from a healthy perspective. We do need to remove these vehicles from our city centre. If you look at the air pollution monitors around Dublin city centre, they are underneath EU standards, but they're, they're way above World Health Organization standards. So we have dirty cities um, with, with, and, and it's these cars that are causing this pollution. So something like this has been shown in many cities across the world to work. Um, it was first mentioned back in in two thousand and seven by Dublin City Council. So you know they're re looking at it again. And um, so I think anything we can do to get them out of the out of the city centre, we should do.
2: So what would you, what would your suggestion be around this? That you you maybe you take a four by four and you say, right, this is a two litre diesel. So this car will pay three times the parking charge down in the keys to park.
3: Exactly, and 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 that type of model is 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 seen the world over. It's over in the US, it's in Germany, it's in the UK. And that's precisely what would happen. And it's to discourage these cars out of the city centre. Um, And it's not only from an air pollution perspective and congestion, it also makes it safer for cycling. So, you know, that these big cars, and our cars have only gotten bigger over the past decade, become persona non grata. And if you do need to drive into the city centre, you know in the future, so for the next time you buy a car, a big one won't be able to get into Dublin City Centre at the same cost. So, as is, what would have done on the so past.
2: is the aim then here? Is the aim to stop people or to discourage people from driving into Dublin City Centre, or is the incentive to try and encourage people to buy smaller cars?
3: I think it's twofold: one, that we try to get people stopping to, to, to driving into the city centre, but also then sending out like a market a message to the market saying that you know, if you want to drive around cities in Ireland. Um, You know, there will be space for you to do that in the future. However, if you're driving a diesel car, you're going to spend X amount more than you would if you bought a hybrid or bought an electric car. Either way, you know, getting cars out of the city centre, it's not a Green Party policy. It's not any government party policy. The OECD told us this a couple of weeks ago. We need to do it if we want to meet our emissions targets. And almost every successful city in the world is trying to do something like this.
2: I'm, I am know it's something that's been reviewed at the moment. It was initially mentioned uh, or proposed to, to carry out this review a number of years ago, Brian, as you mentioned, and the council is going to go back now and they're going to do that. But like, what do you think the reaction to this is going to be?
3: It's going to be like anything when we try to say to people, you know, that driving into the city centre is no longer going to be a thing. You know, you're going to get people a huge amount of what aboutery. What about this? What about that? And, you know, It won't be a solution that fits all for everybody. People are going to be up up in arms about it. Um, But, you know, it's this type of consensus and dialogue that we need basically to to reclaim our streets and to reclaim our city centres, to make them, you know, healthier places to be um, and to remove congestion. You know, we've only got one planet and a lot of this is is aimed around reducing emissions. And, you know, we have to do that at, at great speed. And if we can't get this over the line, the bigger things that are coming down the line, to get to net zero are going to be much more difficult.
2: Okay. Brian, will you stay with us? Because I I, I can only imagine what the reaction to this is going to be like and I can see the texts are starting to come in now and I want to chat to listeners, particularly I suppose people that this will affect. If you're in an SUV, if you're in a high emissions a 4x4 Jeep, whatever you're in and you have a view on this today, if you're going to be affected, 1800 453 Stay on the line, Brian. Damien is with us. Um, Damien, do you think those in bigger cars should pay more to park?
4: Well, it's a very big question, uh, Andrea. Uh, I wonder where it's going to stop if um, big cars are penalised in this way. And by the way, I use public transport. I will only use a, a, a jeep when I have to for carrying the bulky bulky items and stuff. I don't be in the town much. But uh, I, I, I feel that this is uh, yet another burden on people's backs. And when your contributor speaks about we, he doesn't include a lot of people because I don't agree with this blanket ban, and I can't see how there's ever going to be more space for cars coming into town. And I'm not convinced about the uh, the uh, propriety of, of electric vehicles because you'd have to use them for many years to justify them being made in the first case, and then they have to be recycled. And I read there in a, a, a modern uh, article that mm. Uh, there's an obsession with uh, keeping the weight down on these cars so that they might be uh, rather vulnerable and parts breaking off them I speak to people in the car trade and they said some of them, the parts are breaking off because they're so light Uh, because that's an absolute necessity for range that they keep these things light Uh, So I wonder what will happen in the long term to lithium batteries and how they're going to be recycled. Okay,
2: but just in the context of talking about people driving, you know, bigger cars or or, or Jeeps, uh, and as Brian mentioned, it's kind of twofold. I suppose it's to maybe encourage people to use public transport, uh, to try and discourage people from driving into the city centre, and maybe to just attract people or encourage people to get into smaller cars. Like, do people need to be in such big cars?
4: Well, I see a, a, quite a lot of smaller cars uh, around Patrick Street at Christchurch there, and some of them are smoky. So you can get emissions, uh, uh, difficult, uh, unpleasant emissions out of small cars as well. So I don't think it's exclusive to larger cars. There is the safety aspect with larger cars, SUVs, jeeps, that they are, uh, you know, protective for families and so on. And by by implication, families need larger vehicles uh, to go to venues and so on. So I don't use the uh, vehicle for uh, going into th- the town. I mm. want to make that clear. I yeah. use public transport when okay. I can.
2: Yeah. So then for somebody like um, Damien, Brian, should he be penalised then, like linking the parking charges to emissions? Like, is it actually going to be a deterrent for people to drive into the city?
3: Well, I suppose, as Damien said, he doesn't come into the city centre all at all. No, but so, for other you know, people, I suppose. It, it, it will do, yeah. It will be a deterrent. It will be an extra cost. But, you know, this type of change is going to happen over, over a decade or more. So, you know, as people buy cars, they'll start to make them smaller and start to make them electric. And I completely agree with Damien. I don't think electric cars are the, the solution to this problem at all either. And he's right, where there's a finite um, supply of lithium and all these other kind of components for these cars. So they're not the solution either. But... Over the next 10, 20 years, this is what's going to have to happen. And I suppose this is kind of more of the stick approach, you know, to stop these big vehicles coming into the city.
2: Donna Cooney is a Green Party councillor in Dublin. Donna, I have no doubt this is something that you'll warmly welcome. What sort of, I mean, when do you envisage that something like this could be in place? Uh,
5: Good afternoon, Andrea. Yeah, I... I think that well, first of all, they have to look at how they can do it. Um, you know, obviously looking at other councils like in the Borough of London or Edinburgh and where it's been done previously. And in a way, we already have measures in terms of our tax. People think they pay, you know, road tax. It's not as motor tax, based on your levels of pollution. So there's already a mechanism where we look at, you know, I suppose higher costs for higher polluting vehicles because we signed up to the UN uh, breathable um, cities we, we have to bring the pollution levels down and um, there's high levels of, of pollution in areas in Dublin city around College Green um, in, in particular and, and, and actually just down by the civic offices as well where there has been um, you know levels over obviously we're committed as well to our, our commitments under climate action so I mean that these are there's a range of measures that we're going to have to do to I suppose bring a modal shift and um, on um, more sustainable uh, means of transport into the city, and this is one of the measures we 're going to have to look at as other cities have looked at as well at the moment even we don 't know that we have we might need to change legislation around it um you know we, I suppose mm. with the there's already a model where people can have free parking if they're in a, a car um, club, you know, so, um, you know, rather than having personal ownership because they find that people, if they don't own a car themselves, they're less likely, if they're in a shared ownership, they're less likely to use the car so often. So they can get free on-street parking. So that's a, sort of a, a carrot approach to it. But I think, you know, um, in order to you know, we're gonna to have to use the stick and the carrot, you know, and I think it's something that um, looking at, you know, you're doubling your voice, um, and the results that are coming through from the surveys like that, that there's a majority of people who are actually in favour of making these changes. They understand that, you know, that we have to, you know, we cannot... um, Climate action has to be quicker and faster and it has to happen. there has to be these changes. And if we're bringing in better public transport into the city, you know, safe uh, cycling routes into the city, um, you know, it's giving people the options. So it's at the same time... would that not be the starting point, though,
2: Donna? Would that not be the starting point, like improve the public transport Offering first to try oh, and yep. do you know what I mean? Rather than yeah. saying to people, oh, if you're driving oh. this sort of an SUV or that sort of a four by four, you're going to pay you know two yeah, or three or four I, times the parking charge. Like parkings already massively the, excessive in Dublin.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. And not the timing that you're talking about. Well, we've since 2020, we've completely changed the. Um, you know, to 75% of the transport budget is now on sustainable transport, on public transport, and and, and active transport. So we're going to start seeing that um, coming board. Now there's already new buses, but when we've got the bus lanes in, you know, there's new darts on, on order, and um, you'll be able to bring your your bicycle onto those darts. You know, there will be more more wheelchair accessible with it with the with the um, hydraulic ramps. So we're, you're making it, it easier, much more easy, okay. much easier easier some, and better to get into the city and, and public transport and
2: active transport. Some of the tax on this, this listener says, a space is a space. What difference does it make? What size of a car is in the space? Totally unfair to expect people to pay more. Should motorcyclists pay less because they don't take up as much space? Another listener, people that have large cars won't bat an it at having to pay extra parking charges. Um, this taxer says, people with bigger cars already pay higher road tax, insurance, and NCT. Some are necessary for large families and for health issues. The bikes don't pay for the roads, says this listener. Um, the, The other interesting part of this too, Donna, is that in parts of London, they have implemented a system like this, where polluter pays. Bigger car, you pay more to park. But what they also did was they brought in a system where zero emissions vehicles have free residential permit parking. So you're kinda, your kind of your high polluting vehicle could pay nearly 200 sterling a year. Like, is that essentially where this is going in Dublin? Yeah.
5: I think we do have to be looking at a range of measures. You know, the, as they say, the carrot and we have to be incentivising the change um, over. Um, we also need to be looking at, you know, areas where we can safely park our bicycles, where we have, you know, hubs where people can can rent out at low cost or no cost you know your cargo bikes and things like that So that you can bring your children and you know we have a couple of community trishaws in in the clintar area for instance so you know it, it does allow people of all ages then to be able to you know to use um, sustainable and, and active transport so there's a whole range of measures it's not just one if you put that on, on alone it's just not going to work because okay. you know you, you have to give people a you know you have to give people the other options and that's what we're doing so it's and it's not as i say it's going out to a survey we have to actually find out exactly how okay. we're going to do it and um, so it's not going to happen overnight um but it is something that we're looking at seriously yeah. and well there's the a lot of, there's, of the yeah car. there's, there's they a on the pavements as well like uh, they take up a lot of space a lot of these cars they're far larger than the
2: sort of cars okay well you know, let's you let's ask brian ago. cook who's the director general of the society uh, of the motor irish the irish motor industry brian is dublin ready for this
6: well, uh, what well I, I think, uh, by the way, I think uh, Donna actually spoke a lot of, a, a lot of sense there. I think, I think it is an overall approach. Um, I think if you look at other cities that have implemented, um, measures like congestion charge fares work, Paris is one, London is another. This actually do this actually can work, which favors lower emissions vehicles. But the infrastructure that is actually put in place actually does take a number of years mm. to, to, to get in place. So, so, so I think we can put that infrastructure in place. As Donna said, it won't, it won't, it won't happen overnight. Uh, and I think, um, you know, we do need to improve our public transport and our active travel. Um, and if you look at the climate action plan again, nearly all the money is going to public transport and, and active travel. And we're seeing green shoots in terms of, I think, you know, if, I mean, I work in Dublin city centre, like, like, like you, you do. Um, but, uh, I mean, Dublin as a cycling experience has seen a lot of improvement when you compare it to 2019, which is not just safe for cyclists. I think a lot of good motors would actually say it's better for them, th- them as well. So we're starting to see those improvements, but they're not there yet. So I think as a part of an overall strategy that encourages people to access, you know, public transport and active travel, but also when they do drive to actually, access to, to actually, you know, to, to be able to drive lower emitting vehicles themselves. And I think we have good supports in for electric vehicles at the moment. Uh, our fear is is that they're they're going to be removed and the mm. taxes are going to be increased. Sure that's on the them. whole thing, isn't it? So, so, Next so I year. think it's a danger. So I think as an if the if they get the overall approach right as part of an overall approach i think an emissions focused congestion charge or parking charge can actually work
2: it's interesting just when you talk about that you know people cycling and, and and more people on on bikes because just in 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 looking at this particular uh, proposal today um i was reading about a study in spain in madrid that they carried out this year um researchers transport researchers and they found that drivers with zero emissions vehicles who got free parking were less likely to switch to public transport, cycling or walking. So I just wonder, like, I just wonder if, if these are the kind of proposals, you know, I suppose what, what, I know you're talking about the carrot and stick and maybe there's a variety of different measures that need to be looked at, but if it's a thing that we offer free parking to the zero emissions vehicles, there's nothing to say that people are going to park up.
6: Yeah. Well, look, I, I, I think, look, there's no, there's no perfect, perfect solution to this. But, uh, in terms of, we do have a climate action plan and its focus, as I said, is on public transport and active travel. But it also has a focus on, on changing the car fleet that we actually drive. So we do in the short term. These incentives, incentives like that don't need to be there forever. But in the short term, to get, you know, to get a bank of cars, of electric vehicles on the road that will become used cars in three or four years time, which will allow more people to access uh, the electric vehicle uh, market is, is, is key at the moment. And yeah. those incentives in the short term could be very important well, in the, achieving the, some of that. Yeah,
2: that is the key thing, isn't it, Donna, to try and incentivize people into electric cars. Like the big fear has always been around the grant and that ceasing.
5: Yeah, well, I think you have to incentivize people away from, from polluting vehicles if we're going to reduce our CO2 emissions. And also, I mean, when you're talking about cities, there just isn't, there's only a finite amount of space. And um, so not everybody can drive into the city, just isn't the space, you know, we'd have to, you know, make the whole of the city center into a car park, you know. So there has to be, you know, there have to be, um, we have like all, um, Cities, so you've got to have people uh, travelling by public transport, sustainable transport, and active transport. Um, so the more, you know, so it's a it's a range of measures, you know. So um, that's the way, you know. It, it's so we, we have to do that, as you say, um, as, as Brian has said uh, as well. Um, is you know, it's not just about moving all to electric vehicles. I mean, you know, obviously any vehicles out there, we'd like them to be electric, Um, you know, vehicles. But then also it's about less journeys by cars, particularly into the city, because they just, this not yeah. a space. OK. Um, you know...
2: Yeah let's get the views of listeners we're going to stay with this Um, should bigger more polluting cars be charged more to park that's the question 53106 we're just going to take a a short break stay with us we're continuing with the conversation around whether people who drive bigger cars should have to pay more to park them it's an idea that's been floated by Dublin City Council to try and discourage people from driving higher polluting vehicles into the city centre and there's been a lot of reaction to this today on 53106 Seamus and Sligo asks, why do people think that they've any right to ask anyone what their needs are, whether they want a big car or not? It shouldn't be about what somebody needs, it's about wanting something. Do people, does anybody need a big house? Should everyone have the same size house and the same size car? This is where the government overreaching starts, according to Seamus. Uh, this listener says, people are already incentivised to move electric with the road structure, uh, the road tax structure in place. I have a 2006 car, I'm paying higher tax than a 2008 it is less emissions. Mary is with us on the line today. Um, Mary, this proposal about bigger, more polluting vehicles paying more to park. You're a retailer in Dublin City Centre. Are you in favour of it?
1: I'm absolutely not, Andrea. Good afternoon to you. Um, I'll tell you there's an awful lot of angry uh, business owners in town at the moment and what we feel is that Owen Keegan and DCC should just be honest about the fact that they're doing everything in their power to kill retail in Dublin City and that is the honest truth they are doing everything in their power I'll tell you two years ago Um, A group of us got together and we bought parking vouchers to give to our customers. We asked Dublin City, this was just at the end of COVID or, you know, kind of just during a break in COVID. We desperately needed people to come back in. We said to Dublin City Council, Owen Keegan in particular, please help us, please help us keep our businesses running. And the answer was, no, it is against our policy. They don't give a damn about retail in the city. And every single move that they do, this isn't about pollution in the city. This isn't about about getting more money. It's about getting more money. And it's about their their fantasies about this city where everybody's on a bicycle. Now, you know, what we've always said as retailers is that the city belongs to everybody. It should be accessible to everybody, whether you walk or crawl or come on horseback or a scooter or a bike or a car. We have a right for people to come into this city to do their business Well they will still
2: shop. they will still I mean people will still be able to it's not that it's going to be a ban it's just going to be the case that if you're driving a high polluting car in the city centre with high population you're just going to have to well it's not brought in yet I mean it's an idea it's a review that's being carried out you're just potentially going to have to pay more to park it's not that it'll be a ban and
1: And what do you think will happen? People will go to the suburban shopping centres as they are already doing in their droves. And we know it. Look, one thing that I have to point out is that the people who work in the city, the people like me who have their independent businesses, we know what's happening in the city. We know that football, that shopping football is down.
2: Is it significantly down, Mary?
1: It is significantly down. I'll tell you what's what's held us up this year is the, the number of tourists coming into Dublin. Without those tourists, more of us would be dead in the ground. Um, okay. you know, you cannot, funny, you cannot depend on
2: that. You mentioned, funny that you mentioned that because this texter here says if you start charging people more to park, there'll be less people driving into the city centre to shop. I've just paid €17.50 to park at Stephens Green. There's not a hope I'm going into town anymore if I'm going to have to pay just because I also have a bigger car, according to this texter. Joseph is with us as well, Mary. Joseph is in Louth. Um, are you in favour of this proposal to, well... Basically, bigger polluting, bigger cars that have to pay more to park, Joseph.
0: Well, uh, I am against it. And I could name off 20 reasons why I'm against it. Uh, Because, first of all, the capital city belongs to the people of Ireland and these bureaucrats have no right to stop people driving into the city. But as that last lady said, they're doing everything in their power to stop everyone going in. The agenda here is to clear out cars completely. They don't have the right to do that. Put it to the people. Put a vote to the people. Do you want cars out of the city? Guaranteed they won't vote for it. But these unelected bureaucrats are dictating this.
2: Um you're so you, you, you are you somebody who drives a large yes, car Joseph? Have,
0: yeah, because I've got uh, kids, I need a, a bigger car. You, they don't you know it's against the law to put gone are the days when twenty people or ten people can jump into a car and you have to have the car to fit your family. But the, and I'm I'm going to nail my colours to the mast here and simply say, uh, I am one of these people uh, who I don't believe in this uh, climate agenda. I don't believe CO two causes global warming because it's only zero zero point zero four nine percent of the atmosphere. Right. Okay. It's, it's plant food. It's plant food. And
2: despite all the surveys and all the reports and all the recommendations, you, you don't believe it. Okay. Um, Joseph, we're going to have to leave it there.